Hello and thank you for joining us today for another episode going through the weekly Torah portion. We are in the Torah portion of Bishalach, and like we try to do, we try to bring the Torah to life. Like the Torah is known as, it's called Torah Chaim, which is the living Torah, which means the Torah is not just a story, a history book, a nice uh, book to read. It's actually supposed to come to life and be very relevant and personal. So let's make one of the stories of this week's parsha personal and real and apply it in our life. We're going to talk about the, the woman led by Miriam, Moshe's older sister, how they danced and they sang. So the story is like this. The Jews were at the sea. The Egyptians were right behind them. And the greatest miracle of all times, the Talmud actually says that there was never a greater miracle and a harder miracle for God to perform as the splitting of the sea. And what happened is Moshe lifts his hands, which had a staff in there, and the sea was split, water on this side, water on that side, dry land beneath. The Jewish people were able to walk right through. And Moshe led the Jewish people in song. Actually, he led the Jewish men in song. Az Yashir Moshe. Then, at this point, the Jewish people were led in song by Moshe. Ubnei Yisrael, as Tashir Azos, this song. A beautiful song. But then, the Torah continues. It's in our portion of Beshalach, chapter 15, verse 20. It says, Vatikach Miriam Hanaviah. Miriam, the prophetess, took... Achot Aaron, which she was the sister of Aaron, her older brother, her actually her younger brother, sorry. Etatov biyada, she took a tambourine in her hand. And all the women came out after her. Besupim uvim cholot, with tambourines and with dancing. So here the Jewish people are witnessing their enemies end, the drowning of the Egyptians at the sea, and the Jewish people safely passing through. So this brought the complete end of the Egyptian exile and all of their oppression, which means until this time of the splitting of the sea, the Jewish people still had anxiety, fear, and fright of the Egyptians coming after them, which actually happened. Really, it happened. But here now they see them safely crossing through and the Egyptians drowning, now they had a real sigh of relief. What did they do in relief? They burst into song, thanking God for their redemption. So the Torah tells us that the women, led by Miriam, they surpassed the men in their celebration. The men sang, but the women danced, and the women played musical instruments. Just parenthetically, how did they have this mu- musical instrument? The Torah called them supim, which was tambourines. It actually says the women, when they left Egypt, they packed instruments with them. They knew that great miracles are going to be performed. They knew that God was going to show them great wonders. So in anticipation and to prepare to celebrate these miracles, the Jewish women brought with them instruments. We learned from there that their faith was actually on a higher level and stronger, deeper than the men. And therefore, Miriam, when the time came, she led the Jewish women not only in song, which they sang beautifully, but also in music and in dance. Like the Torah says, with tambourines and with dancing. So the woman's rejoicing. So why were they rejoicing on a higher level than the men? So of course, women know how to party, for sure. But the reason why the woman's rejoicing was greater than the men, is because their suffering in Egypt also was greater. How is that so? 
We know that the Jewish people, we learn, we read it in the Haggadah, they had backbreaking labor. The Egyptian inflicted them, and it was difficult for sure. But even more was the Pharaoh's decree regarding the Jewish children. Some of you know this, most notoriously. Pharaoh decreed that the baby boys should all be drowned. And that's where Moshe was found in the Nile River. But later, there's another part to this decree. Later, Pharaoh is uh, disgusting. He actually bathed in the blood of Jewish children. He was ill, and his doctor said, to, to recover, you need blood. So they shechted, they literally killed Jewish children, heaven forfend. And the Medrash tells us that he bathed in blood. So, of course, these terrible decrees caused great anguish to all the Jewish people. But naturally, the pain of such an experience to Yiddish Mama, to the Jewish mother, is even more profoundly impacted than by the father. So the woman's suffering in Egypt had to have been more painful than the men's, and therefore the joy that they experienced was much greater because the joy, the celebration, is commensurate with the pain and the anguish that was felt before. The more pain that was felt, the more celebration comes as a result. So since their pain was greater than the men's in Egypt, therefore their celebration was much more amplified and magnified than by the men. So we also see this actually in Miriam's name. Miriam is Moshe and Aaron's older sister. Her name, Miriam, we see in her name how bitter the Egypt was. They called her Miriam from the word Mar. Mar means bitter. But even in all the bitterness that she went through, Miriam never lost sight and knew the redemption is happening and she was going to be there to experience it. In fact, the Rashi comments on our verse that says, when the, the verse says that Miriam, the prophetess, so Rashi says, wait a minute, where did she pr- prophesy? So it actually says, back in Egypt, before Moses was born, she said, my parents are going to have a child that's going to lead the Jewish people. She already had that prophecy. She was certain. By the way, that happened more than 80 years before. And through it all, thick and thin, she lived a life of pain. What did she anticipate? She anticipated the end of, the, of this bitter exile. And therefore, Miriam and the woman's joy by the redemption, it knew no bounds. It was an infinite type of redemption, of liberation and celebration. So naturally, all the women were part of that. They had this exceptionally joyous celebration. And for all of us, I think I hope that's clear that we have to realize that with all pain and suffering that we, we are experienced, whether personally, God forbid, or more globally in the microcosm or the macrocosm, we have to realize that the joy that's going to come is going to be a, even greater. And therefore, we have to prepare for it. We can never lose sight. We can never get too lost in the anguish that we may feel, but realize that the, the end is going to be even greater. So let's already have that end. Let's already have the time of Mashiach, the end of this bitter exile, and the time of the true liberation of Mashiach, the time of true peace in the world, the time of harmony. May that happen speedily right now. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed. Give me some feedback. would love to hear what you would like to hear more of. Bye for now and Shalom.